This is Keith with the Real Deal Podcast. On the Real Deal Podcast with Scott and Keith. Um, as you can tell, uh, Scott is uh, not with me this afternoon. And it's been a minute. <laughs> this has been a repeating pattern for us this year, unfortunately. It seems that uh, you know both he and I have just been extremely busy this year. And um, we've not dedicated the time to this that it deserves. And uh, we realize that. So... I don't know what the future holds. Uh, I know that, as far as I know, we're still intending to do this, but I'm hoping we can, you know, get a better plan for next year. And uh, we'll just call season two a, uh, a learning season. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's been that kind of year. I think it has been for everybody. 2022 has been a, just in, in retrospect, since we're here at the end of the year and, and uh, looking back over things. Um, it's been it's been a it's been a year. Uh, I know that you know I've I've had I had two knee surgeries. I know that Scott went through a couple of procedures. Um, I know that oh, and my daughter uh, just made me a grandfather uh, a week ago today. And so um, you know we're really um, it's, it's just been full of life, and it really hasn't allotted us much time for this and so if you're a regular listener we sincerely apologize and and we promise to uh to do better uh if if that's what we're gonna do next year uh he and i will talk and see what uh what the plan is gonna be might be a new format might be something else altogether who knows but i know this we enjoy you and we hope that you enjoy the podcast and uh, we just want to deliver to you good content, and um, we just haven't done that this year. And uh, so from Scott and I both, we apologize for that. But we hope that you've gotten as much as you can out of each of these episodes. Uh, the episodes that we have done, uh, we're certainly proud of, and um, they were a lot of fun to make, as always. I mean, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> it's hard to you know, just to get to hang out with your best friend every, every week and, and, uh, and just <laughs> have a conversation uh, with a bunch of folks listening in, but that's essentially what we do. And, um, you know, Scott and I really appreciate you very much. And, and we, we hope that 2023 will be a better year for that. Um, and see what, uh, see what the year holds for us. But, you know, as I said, I mean, it's, we're, we're a few days away from Christmas and then, you know, just about, uh, I don't know, uh, 10 days or so away from the, from the new year. And, um, you know, um, man has a pension, I guess, for validating his or her life. And we do that by celebrating a new year and new beginnings and things like that. I think part of that's making resolutions. I think Scott and I have had an episode about resolutions. And so this is not going to be a resolutions episode. Uh, I'm a firm believer that we already ought to be resolved to a few things already. So that won't be that. 
But I'll say this, and I've said this before, maybe not on this podcast, but just in general. It is hard to appreciate the value of what you haven't fully trusted in. And so let me say that again. It is hard to appreciate the value of what you haven't fully trusted in. Um, I think about that a lot. Um, I think about trust and the things we uh, put our trust in, our faith in, even if you will. Um, you know, and it and it as we're here at the end of the year and we're reflecting on things, I think it's good to to do a little inventory. Uh, to see where our, our our faith and our trust has been put. The last episode Scott and I did, we talked about loyalty and how important that is to both of us for different reasons and in different ways. But let me let me let me suggest this to you. Um, as we're ending this year and moving into a new one, I, I'd like to to hope that we all could. If we haven't been, find a redetermination to be resolved. And with the best of intentions, start again with the things that we ought to be doing. Or at a minimum, the things that we could be doing better. Right? I know that, you know, diet and exercise are usually on the top of everyone's list. But, you know, usually by February, those things are long forgotten. But what if you and me and everybody else all resolved as a group of people to do something together, to do something better? Now, obviously, we have no way of checks and balances. We have no, you have no way to know if I'm doing better or if if you're doing better. You know, there's no way to keep each other accountable. I'm just going to trust you. How about that? A little play on words. I'm going to trust you and you trust me. But just imagine. Just imagine what could be done if we all redetermined ourselves to be resolved about a few things. And so I want to challenge you this way. You know me, I'm all about the Bible. And since Scott's not here, it's just going to, you're, you're going to get some of that today. But I, I hope to leave you with something to think about as the year's ending. In Proverbs chapter three, Solomon, the wisest man of all time, said this. He said, my son, Do not forget my teaching, and do not let your heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and the years of life of peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make straight your paths. There's a phrase in there that I think is important. And so if, if there if there's anything to leave you with as this year's coming to close and next year's coming to fruition, would be resolved to trust God with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Exactly the way it's presented there. To trust in God with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, I'm not sure if you're a believer or not. But I think typically we all look to some higher standard than ourselves. And that's kind of the idea. You want to trust in that standard 
and not your own understanding. There's something solid and foundational about something bigger than yourself. And so if you could do that, if you're a believer in God, then it's God. You want to follow the proverb just as it says. If you're not a believer in God and you've got some other standard, whatever it is, resolve to that exactly the way it's presented there and then do whatever it takes to lean less on yourself and more on that standard and be resolved to do that. Not reservedly, but fully, not occasionally, but constantly, not circumstantially, but completely in every circumstance. There are a few things in life that are difficult to come back from is betrayal. And I want you to think about that for a second because trust is at the heart of betrayal. Um, betrayal is difficult to come back from, but it's not impossible. It's just difficult. And so therein lies the hope. Therein lies the incentive and the motive for us in whatever circumstance we find ourselves whether we're the betrayed or the betrayer, to put our trust fully in this higher standard, to be resolved to that and then then do whatever needs to be done to maintain that, to grit your teeth and forgive with full vulnerability if you need to, to to really uh, hunker down and, and, and repent or be sorrowful. And apologize for something if you need to. Just do whatever it takes to trust in that standard outside of yourself. Because here's the thing. Make no mistake. Someone will betray you this coming year. Someone may have betrayed you already this year. Here's the one that's really going to throw you for a loop. You may betray someone this coming year. Or you may have already betrayed someone this year. In either circumstance, it is hopeless without trusting in God or, or, or a higher standard of some sort and then doing what that standard says doing about it. The word trust in the original language written in Proverbs there means to flee quickly for refuge. And that's not quickly how we view the word trust, but that is the definition in the Hebrew language used there in Proverbs. To flee quickly for refuge. And so what does the world offer whenever we need refuge? When disappointment and discouragement and disaster come. And you got to remind, you got to ask yourself, will you be disappointed this oncoming year? You bet on it. Will you be discouraged? Absolutely. Will you experience some sort of disaster? It's it's undoubtedly going to happen. You probably have experienced all three of those this year. Let me ask you this. Does the world encourage you to do the right thing in those circumstances? Does the world hold up your arms, you know, in hard times? Do, do they encourage you to do and make the right choices, to have integrity? Or does the world discourage and erode? See, disappointment, discouragement, disaster is what the world has to offer. 
And the trust we have in God, if you're a believer or your higher standard, whatever that is, will define how those things affect you. And so to flee to that standard for refuse, to flee to God, if you're a believer, to resolve to trust him with all of your heart, the proverb said. So I want to challenge you to do that. So the first part of this is I want to challenge you to trust in God or your higher standard with all of your heart and commit to that. Do whatever it takes to maintain that so that you can be better when discouraged and disappointment and betrayal and things like that come. The second part that I want to encourage you to think about would be being trusted. If the first part of this episode is is trying to encourage you to trust, then I really want to also encourage you to be trusted, be someone who can be trusted. Um, in Proverbs 31, which is typically the, the the passage we go to on Mother's Day, right? It's the, the Mother's Day sermon. It talks about the virtuous wife. And there's a whole conversation I'd love to have about that some other time. But it asks the question in verse 10, it says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies, and the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. I want to focus on that for just a second. He says, The heart of her husband safely trusts her. His heart trusts. That first point that I made from Proverbs 3 says to trust in God with all of your heart. Notice how the heart is engaged here. It says that the heart of her husband safely trusts her. So so this man is not only encouraging people to trust in God with all their heart, but he is, is talking about his wife here and that his heart safely trusts her. That speaks volumes. There is a serenity there that I think transcends serenity even. There's a comfortability that says, I can trust my wife. Or for for wives, I can trust my husband. I can trust blank, my best friend, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, whatever. Remember the statement I started with? It's hard to appreciate the value of what you hadn't fully trusted in. In light of what I just read to you, what does that mean now? To know that you can have someone that your heart safely trust. And so can you fully appreciate the person who's going through life with you, knowing that you safely trust in her and she safely trusts in you? In any circumstance, in any situation, um, that there's a trust there, that you know that she husbands if it's your wife or he wives if it's your husbands or or whoever this person is will do what's right and so if trust is worth anything is it not also just as important that we resolve to be trusted to be someone whose heart can safely trust in us i mean speaking speaking as a as a man as a husband, I don't know of many other things that I can do to put my wife's mind at ease except to be trusted. 
And I'll say this more often than I should. I've, I've not done that to the best of my ability. And there's a fine line, I realize, to which you don't put trust in people because they'll let you down. But that gives us no reason to not strive to be trusted people. It begins with the small things, right? Jesus says in Luke chapter 16, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is dishonest in much. If you have not been faithful in unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? And if you've not been faithful in that which another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And so think of it like this. Your influence matters. And if you're someone who can't be trusted, how far will your influence go? Right? If you can't be trusted in the small things, you can never be trusted with great things. And so again, it's hard to appreciate the value of that which you hadn't trusted in. And the people were hopefully trying to influence in life, whether it's your your friends, your family, your employees, whatever it might be. Scott and I have talked a lot about mentorship at times. If they can't trust you, then that's not worth much. And so resolve not only to trust in a higher standard, something bigger than yourself, but also resolve to be trusted. I don't really know what else I could leave you with. I think that's probably the most important thing that I can think of today, as this will be the last podcast we do this year. But I want to say this. You can trust us to try to come back next year with a better season, better content, on a little more consistent level. I hope you've had a great year. I hope that you've determined that you're going to make next year a better one. I hope that you're already resolved about a couple things that you don't need to make resolutions. And again, I think my admonition for the years is to trust and to be trusted. If you can do that, if you can do that, next year might be the best year of your life. Who knows? At any rate, thanks for listening. Scott and I hope to see you in the new year. Have a great one. This is Keith from The Real Deal Podcast. See you next year.